it's amazing to me how many people have that either yes or no. There's no in between like, oh, you know what? I, I learned something or I took something away from it. It's either this absolutely happened or nothing happened and I'm miserable. It, it's kind of interesting to see. I, I don't know if that's happening a lot more because even it, this is, I'm totally going to go off topic for it seems like, but like even with our customer reviews, it's either this was amazing. Here's a five star or, you know, I didn't get scared one star. Like it's very polarizing. They might, they might've expected to be scared yeah. literally out of their pants. However, uh, if they weren't that way, then they're, then it didn't fulfill that expectation. Some of the reviews, do you go over those? Yes. That's, that's part of my job is I keep an eye on what the customers are saying and that helps us too with um, improving the show. So how do you fine tune something like that, Katie? Well, with reviews, one of the things I do is manage expectations. Because if you go out there and you say that you're the best, greatest, you know, all the big words and you go out there and your show is just, blah, you're, you're going to hear about it. And so you're like, okay, we don't, not that we don't want to say we're the best in the world because it's not true because there's other haunted houses, there's other oh, things. Sure. And, and then people have that very high expectation. They come in, they're like, like you said, I didn't, I didn't pee my pants. It wasn't that scary. <laughs> so often we talk about intelligence being the ability to learn uh, and merely smart. We're not, tr we're not looking to train people to be on jeopardy. Okay. So the idea here is that it sounds like you're willing to have an open mind and do some exploration, be willing to learn and adapt. Yes. That's one of the things um, when I did the presentation on Friday, when I was talking to people, if they wanted to be potential paranormal investigators or go on a paranormal investigation, it was like one of the, my key things was have an open mind because you don't know what you're going to find. And if you've already got your mind set on something, you're either going to miss something or be terribly disappointed. <laughs> so in a perfect world, in the most wonderful paranormal investigation that you could possibly participate in, what would be some of the results that one might hope for? I I would think for me, I, I enjoy, there's different tools we use. One of the tools is called an ovulus and it's one of the, it's got a built-in dictionary and based upon the energy the spirit is giving off, it, it will produce words and have intelligent answers. I always think the intelligent answers, that's where it is. I, I've not seen a lot of things like people will be like, I saw an apparition. I saw a full body apparition. I've not experienced that myself yet in all the adventures I've gone on. So I'm very curious to see if I, I will ever experience it because I don't know if some people may never experience all of the things. That would be really interesting. Well, cool. Well, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about, uh, let's go down the rabbit hole a little mm -hmm. bit further. Give me some of your thoughts about the possibility or what could be behind, let's say, spirit, which is basically energy, duh, for a better word, here mm -hmm. in this realm. I think with, with that is because there's a few different kinds of when they talk about spirits, there's different kinds. There's some that are just kind of stuck in a pattern, whether or not there's a doorway there anymore. They're still in that pattern where at certain times of the day, you'll just see a dark shadow walk where there used to be a doorway or there's some sort of connection to the physical world that they still can't let go. And then sometimes they're just mischievous things, it seems like. <laughs> But it's, yeah, I think it's an energy that never really goes away. Mm -hmm. Let's go into the dark a little bit. Yeah. Have you ever felt anything that you would call malevolent? Yes. Uh, there's been a couple of times I've done, um, for example, at the Scarehouse, we've done paranormal investigations and things have popped up like get out. And we're like, okay, well, thank you very much. And then we leave because I don't like to poke things like that. <laughs> Pop up and 
get out. Could you say a yeah. little more about that? Um, like for example, the one was we do, it's called a spirit box and it's, it cycles through the AM or FM channels and the spirits will be able to speak through those specific channels. And it, it, very clearly it was get out. And we were like, thank you very much for your time. We'll leave. <laughs> okay, great. So our minds are primed for danger. Our mind can react to danger almost more quickly than you could even possibly imagine, which is a complex series of chemical reactions and hardwired into our brain, basically from the ancient days from dust, our amygdala, which is the lizard brain and is the fight or flight thing. Mm -hmm. However, in this type of setting that you have, this type of environment that you've set up, it's more of a delicious type of, of, of fare, is it not? Yeah, I, I think it is. I think it's it's getting that release without being an actual danger. Sure, sure. So what are some of the comments that you get from people? Oh, gosh. Um, a lot of times they they relief when they leave, like the feeling of accomplishment. I always like that one when they come out. And it, sometimes I'll see them before and then after. And they're like, I'm so scared. And they come out, especially the younger, the, the kids who come out. You know, the, they're usually like teenagers will come out and they'll be like, I did it. And you're like, you just see on their face that they're very proud of themselves. Even adults have that same feeling of accomplishment. Like I made it through there. That was really cool. A sense of accomplishment. Mm -hmm. That's cool. So could you, I understand there's a couple different levels in the scare house. Yeah. Uh, there's like the regular scare house, which we consider like a PG 13 haunt and that's seven and up. And then we have a se different segment called the basement, which is the lower level of the scare house. And that's our 18 and over. Uh, it's more of an immersive experience mm. and it's a little bit more in your head than for sure than upstairs. One of the things I think people don't realize when they go to the basement is in a regular haunted house, you're free to move from room to room. You're like, uh, okay, I can walk fast to the scene and I'll be in the next scene. When you're in the basement, you're in that particular room with that actor until essentially they move you on to the next scene. That's kind of scary. For so you're in there with an actor. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't want you to give uh, spoilers no, here. Fine. However, uh, what goes on? Uh, a lot of times it's very intimate closeness. Um, they may get very, they get very close to you. Uh, we do some fun kind of pop-up scary scares down there. We've kind of incorporated more of this year, but it's a lot of trying to get into your head. Like mm. they'll, we'll ask you personal questions that may make you rather uncomfortable and then kind of push you in a different direction. So I imagine there might be some people who come down there actually to challenge the actors also. Oh, gosh, yeah. we I've seen people who have traveled. I, I've talked to them who've traveled the world trying all these experiences. And they're like, I like to go through and not say anything just to see how your actor reacts. It sounds like a great time. We often talk about fishing with that baby. We talk about taking a time out. We talk about taking creating a spawn. And we talk about resetting quite often too. So that sounds like a great place to reset. Yeah. It just kind of gets you back to base back to kind of like zero ground zero, I guess. Sure. We'll talk a little bit about grounding and there's a good way to ground yourself. And that is to immerse and flood yourself with an experience and then let that experience strain. I would suspect that after those actors spend an evening there, it takes them a little bit of time to de-stress oh yeah the decompression like they'll uh, a lot of them have to take a few minutes to kind of like i am no longer this character we have one that plays multiple characters she plays multiple characters when she's down there and then when she comes up it's like are you good 
yeah, I'm okay now. <laughs> like there's that just kind of like quiet time and then she's back to normal. So when you immerse yourself in that experience, your senses are heightened as a, as a participant and also as an actor and also as a participant. So what we often do here is challenge people to continue that type of enhanced sensory experience throughout their life, to walk through their life participating in living life out loud and paying attention perhaps to things that they haven't seen before. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit about what Katie Dudas does when she's not at the scare house. Oh, is that a time that happens? Um, I am, I do do a lot of my work at home. I, I've for fun. What do I even do now for fun? It seems like it's been so crazy with work. Um, I'm not a movie. It's so funny. I'm not a movie watcher. I'm not a television show watcher. I will watch the same thing over and over again because it's comfortable to me. Like I like to have noises that I'm familiar with, <laughs> but, um, I do, I like to read. I do enjoy reading a lot. Okay. Tell like, us about, tell us about some of the genre of books that you like to read. I am currently, I just bought, I'm finishing up what's called presence. I think it's what it's called. Amy, I'm blanking on her last name. It's a yellow cover. Um, but I'm reading her book now and it's more about being your best self, which mm. is something I kind of, I find myself needing to recharge with things and, and books are great ways for me to do that. And, uh, her, her book is phenomenal. She was in a car accident and having to just kind of overcome these things. And she, she did Ted talks and, mm. She just like just reading her book and she she's the one that does the power poses where you stand up with your hands in the air and deep breath because we're so used to whenever we're nervous, we scrunch down and barely breathe. And a lot of her practices I've been trying to incorporate more into my life and just taking that moment and like, oh, I can actually full breathe. And as social director, marketing director of the Scare House, you also participate much in social media. So tell us a little bit about your beginning to get involvement in the social media and your presence in it. Uh, it's it's amazing how much it's become a chunk of my life. And that's one of the hardest things I have from pulling away from um, is social media because it's such part a big part of my job now. And um, I didn't go into social media thinking I wanted. It seems like everything just happens to me. Like I mean, if you if you talk to me about my life, it seems like everything just kind of happens. And that's what happens next in it. Um, but I, I'd gotten into social media right when I was moving to Pittsburgh. I like for me it was like Twitter and Facebook. I'd been on MySpace, but that was just kind of communicating with people I knew. And I'd done, you know, AOL Messenger, but that was still something just communicating with people I knew. But Twitter was the first time that I was like talking to strangers and and making friends. And uh, most of my friends that I made when I moved to Pittsburgh were were from social media. So mm. I was just always impressed with the power of it and how much it changed my life. Indeed. And as a behavioral health therapist and for listeners of this show, quite often we challenge people to disconnect, to connect. We're often talking about and helping people and challenging them to connect with their authentic selves. So say a little bit about that. Say a little bit about the connection of Katie Dudas with her authentic self versus the social media Katie Dudas. Gosh, uh, the authentic Katie Dudas is very shy and needs her alone time. <laughs> it's, I have to, I'm very much one of those people. If I am very social for multiple days in a row, I need just time to go and be like, can I just not talk to anybody? And I will be on a ball on the couch with the cat just for a little while, <laughs> just trying to recharge. Cause it's, 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 it's exhausting for me to be on all the time. I would suspect it takes a whole lot of energy. Mm -hmm. So quite often what we talk about, like the Buddha says, we kind of challenge people 
and ask them to walk the middle path, that area between schools. As so many people are black and white type of thinkers, mm -hmm. it's either all or nothing. I'm invested in social media or I'm a hermit. So how do you help how do you help people and you've certainly helped me in the past how do you help people get involved in social media in a way that's productive for them and they don't become immersed in that world I think when you're first getting someone who, into social media who's not use social media it's it's being able to show them the value in it and being able to say this is what it can do for you personally or professionally and then find something in it that they might find interesting like they might find a certain social media platform more interesting than another. So then you work with that one and then they can branch off from there. It's just like kind of getting that sparking that initial interest. But it, it's I, I personally have a very hard time separating myself from this little guy here, my phone, because it's it's I feel like I'm constantly having to figure out, OK, what's happening next? What if someone says something here? What if it's a really bad, especially this time of year? I'm like, what if it's a really mm -hmm. bad review? I've done much better this year than I did last year. This is this is was my second year, essentially my second year in the role. My first year, it was like 2 a.m. Let me check my phone. And I barely slept in it. Well, and again, what we talk about people, we do some magic math sometimes, Katie, mm -hmm. and that's addition by subtraction. And sometimes if we subtract some of the distractions out of our life so we can participate in a little bit more fully. However, what you're talking about, uh, you're using this as an application and as a tool for your work. Yeah, but I still have to learn. I mean, there's I, I've gotten better at certain things. Like I will set my timer on my phone and I'll put my, my little airplane mode on and I will set my timer and I'll be like half hour away from it, like which seems silly, but it's just a way for me to just kind of, okay, we don't have to worry about this, walk away. Well, that certainly shows us that you do have some willpower and that you're willing to participate in your life. I've uh, heard some many nice stories about it that if uh, your phones were a pool of water, most people on earth would have drowned by now. Yes. And that I saw a nice uh, cartoon that made me laugh. There was a, a couple, a guy and a girl out uh, for dinner. And the girl says to the guy, would you tape your phone to my forehead so I could at least pretend that you're talking to me? I can see that totally. Mm -hmm. However, given the purpose, if we have an intention and a purpose, this social media can be a powerful force not only for advancing a product, but also for advancing ideas and perhaps even helping people, mm -hmm. helping like-minded people connect for a cause. Yeah. One one of the things that Scarehouse works with, which I've been very fortunate to work with, is Make Room for Kids. And what Make Room for Kids does is they put video game systems like Microsoft uh, works with us, the Xboxes, and puts them into different wings at children's hospitals. So kids can either be kids or maybe the family needs a distraction. You know, they're, they're going to be in there for a while. And um, Scarehouse got involved because of a social media. I mean, the whole thing, Make Room for Kids, started as a social media campaign. And it's grown up to something absolutely huge because a lot of people wanted to find a way to help. And this was one of the ways they could do that. Mm. So there's a bit of altruism behind there and connections with people to assist folks in their lives. Yeah. it's. I think that's one of the wonderful things about social media is when you're able to bring people together who want to do something to change the world and make it better. So getting back to the scare house and mm -hmm. people wanting to be frightened and have that delicious feeling, that dopamine running through their bodies, it's... Uh, it kind of reminded me that there is no house where people go to just 
well, we're going to go here and relax. Well, I guess it's a spa would be like. Yeah, that. this is uh, relax house. Yes, relax house. So what? how do you think uh, we would do running a relax house, Katie? Oh, I would be totally into that. If you, <laughs> I mean, and if you could have a room with like animals I could pet <laughs> to calm down, like, mm-hmm. oh, here's a cat. Here's some dogs. Okay. I think that would be acceptable. Okay, well, let me ask you this. If you could open up a basket and find a magic wand in there that would grant you a wish for yourself and please please be uh as selfish and self-centered as you care to be what would that wish be for yourself oh my gosh uh this is yeah see we're gonna be uh, like something that um because i usually do not like thinking of myself but um oh my gosh if i could do something like get rid of my student loans (laughs) Like as simple as that, it's like eliminating some of that part of the stress of my life. Uh-huh. It's like, imagine how much more you could concentrate on if you didn't have that thought always in the back of your head. But like a lot of times my stuff is like debt. That's the thing that kind of gets into my head okay. a lot and trying to be on the yeah, Well, there's an old, uh, there's an old saying out there that if you owe the bank $10,000, you're in trouble. However, if you owe the bank $100,000, the bank's in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> It's true. Not necessarily you. <laughs> so, Katie, I think uh, you're delightful. You're a multi-talented, oh, you. <laughs> multi-faceted young lady who's uh, participating in your life and helping introduce people and get connected in the world. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Yes, uh, we'd like to uh, continue and thank you for uh, your continued participation with Fishing Without Bait. You were here at the, the very beginning when we first started, and we'll hope to have you again in the future. So if you had a thought for everyone out there in fishing without bait land, uh, what would you leave them with? I would say challenge yourself, do something that scares you and then feel that so you can have that feeling of accomplishment because you can do it. Right. Doing something that gives you a sense of accomplishment. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. And as always, we challenge everyone out there at the end of every podcast that we do to do a kindness for yourself, to do a kindness for another, and forgive yourself, forgive another, and until all are free, none are free. Namaste. Please check out our website at fishingwithoutbait.com, where you can listen to the show, comment on our discussions, and find out where you can subscribe to our podcast. If you're interested in flying the colors of Fishing Without Bait, click the shop icon on our website. We have clothing, mugs, cell phone cases, and so much more. Show the world that you fish without bait. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.